Hello there. This is Benny, and this is Kyle, and you're listening to the Doctor's Watcher, the color-coded podcast about every episode of Doctor Who. Color-coded, color-coded. How? We'll find <laughs> out. Yeah, every every episode of this podcast has a, a corresponding color. It's hard to like tell because it's an audio-only medium, but. Yeah, I know, Kyle, you've also prepared, like, spreadsheets for our episodes <laughs> to track where they are in the production process, and that's color-coded. That's true. So. That is color-coded. Well, cool. All right. Well, uh, we're, we're on Season 3, Episode 15, Coronas of the Sun. Indeed. Uh, who, who wrote this one? Um, well, before I get to that, I do want to mention uh, that if... Any of our listeners have a BritBox subscription and you're watching along with me and you saw that this was going to be season three, episode 15, you might be a little bit surprised to find out that this episode is Coronas of the Sun and not the Steel Sky, which BritBox calls season three, episode 15. What? Yeah. What a mystery. Tell us more. Uh, so, yeah, I have no idea why, but for some reason, BritBox just has, like, the wrong episode numbers in this season. Huh. And what, yeah, what they're calling episode 15 is actually rather later in this season than episode yeah. 15. Yeah, because this serial has missing episodes, and um, whenever there's missing episodes, BritBox just doesn't have the whole serial. Mm-hmm. Um, which may be how they ended up with the wrong episode numbers. Yeah, I assume it must have something to do with that. The Steel Sky sounds right <laughs> as well. Yeah. There was an old point-and-click adventure game called Beneath a Steel Sky that I played, I think, a little bit of once. Nice. Back in the day. Yeah, if you're following along on BritBox, just pay attention to the episode names and not the numbers for basically the rest of the season. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, well, Kyle, for uh, for this uh, episode, um, what do you want to do first? Do you want to tell us the, the writer or do you want to tell us how you watched it? Um, well, in my notes, I have the writer before how I watched it, so I'll do that first. Perfect. This episode, according to the the titles on screen, was written by Dennis Spooner, quote, from an idea by Terry Nation. Dennis <laughs> <laughs> You didn't tell us you didn't tell me that the other writer of this serial is gonna be Dennis. <laughs> Dennis Dennis so, of course, in addition to his his production work, Dennis previously wrote The Reign of Terror, The Romans, and The Time Meddler. Mm. Well, all right, Dennis. We'll, we'll, see how, we'll see what he did to this idea by Terry Nation. Indeed. All right. Well, coming up next then uh, in my list of questions, how did you watch it? So we are back to a reconstruction for this one. Yeah, I think I think we're probably done with the uh, recovered episodes for this <laughs> serial, if my math is correct. Yeah, this was our, our second, and I did say that 75% was missing. And yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're back to the LC20 loose cannon production. There are a couple of bonus videos that you can find as part of the LC20 production. 
there's like an introduction video to the whole serial and there's an interview with Gene Marsh who plays Sarah Kingdom. Interesting. Yeah. I have not watched either of these yet, but I probably will and then tell you about them sometime before the end of the serial. Very cool. Yeah, unless they're like boring and then I probably won't tell you about them, but fair enough. <laughs> All right, Kyle, I have one more question for you then. What's that? What happens in this episode? Well, to answer that question, I have a question for you. Oh, good. Which is, what cliff did they dangle off at the end of the last episode? Aha, a valid question. Um, So our heroes are on a planet whose name starts with an M that I'm blanking on right now. Myra. Myra. And they're they're surrounded by Vizians, which are like these invisible (laughs) eight-foot-tall... Possibly bear-like creatures. Uh-huh. Um, we're, we're just going by the footprints that we've seen. Um, and Daleks. We have two Daleks. And uh, the Doctor, who is facing off against both the Visions and the Daleks, um, has declared the Daleks have won. Indeed. And immediately following from that declaration... The Daleks demand the Terranium Core, and the Doctor's like, are you gonna, like, not shoot us after I hand it over to you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Worth a shot. Uh Uh-huh. And the Daleks like, there is no guarantee. (laughs) I dig it. (laughs) The Doctor thinks that they currently won't shoot him because he's holding the terranium and they don't want to like fuck the terranium up. Don't want to film negativize that terranium. Uh-huh. He starts trying to negotiate with them because of this. And the Dalek is basically just like, fuck that. There will be no more discussion. Dang. Is and this the Dalek with the gauge on the arm <laughs> or the other one? Carl, Dalek Carl. Carl, Dalek Carl. No, it's it's a different one. Okay. It's, yeah, your standard plunger Dalek. Mm. It turns to the other Daleks in the area and says, Prepare to exterminate them. Hell yeah. I mean, no. No, (laughs) but also, hell yeah. Hell yeah. The Daleks get interrupted by a weird noise which is like kind of a growling and yelling type noise. And it turns out to be the sound of a bunch of invisible Visians attacking the Daleks. Excellent. There's a pretty long fight sequence <laughs> in, you know, this reconstructed episode. Yeah, and how, how painful <laughs> is that? To, to look at these not even telesnaps, I guess, uh, episode production right. photographs of just pictures of Daleks. And then maybe every now and then one of them's fallen over, I guess, <laughs> I, I assume. 
so we get some I think it they're probably not even that much of production snaps or production photos. I think they're probably mostly composited images like created by loose cannon. Mm. Um, so yeah, we get like some composited shots of CGI Daleks and jungle backgrounds. There <laughs> are film negativizer flashes. They are interspersed with like live action shots of like plants with their branches moving. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Uh huh. And of course, like the audio for this whole sequence is basically like just this growling and yelling noise and like the loud blast noise of the film negativizer. Very cool. Don't even get Dalek voices being like, <laughs> oh no, or there's one over there, or anything like that. And uh, nothing like that. All right. <laughs> the Daleks end up winning the fight. But, of course, by the time they do, the Doctor and his companions are long gone. They, you know, successfully snuck away during the fight. Oh, good. We briefly cut to the Dalek control room where a Dalek reports to the Black Dalek that the fugitives are still evading capture on the planet Myra. It suggests to the Black Dalek that maybe they should send some reinforcements to help the Daleks there. But the Black Dalek is like, nah, they should totally be able to just like handle it. Tell them to get the fucking terranium. Failure will not be tolerated. Yeah. We'll just assume that they got this under control <laughs> uh -huh. and yell at them a bit. Yeah, that'll that'll shape it up for them. I mean, you know, it's like the whole plan hangs in the balance here. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to like cover the costs for fuel if they're going to fly over there. And, right. Uh, probably have to pay them overtime, which means we have to figure out from HR if we even pay the Daleks. <laughs> we cut back to Myra where the doctor is like, OK, cool, cool. Everybody knows the plan. And he leaves Stephen and Sarah. That's a quick way of uh, establishing a plan without actually having to tell us the plan. Uh-huh. Yeah, just cut into, like, the end of the conversation. Yes. He leaves. Sarah Kingdom doesn't think the plan's going to work. But Stephen's like, yeah, of course it will. It's the doctor. <laughs> uh yeah, Stephen's a relatively new um, companion compared to how long some of the other previous companions had traveled with him. But he's been around for a little while. Uh -huh. um, yeah, can't he's remember got... how good the the doctor's success rate has been with him. But I appreciate his his faith in the doctor. Yeah, he's you know he's got like seniority over Sarah as far as companion doctor companionship goes so that's true he's got to like teach her the ropes and one of the ropes is the doctor's always got it not sure if that's actually one of the ropes but i guess we'll find <laughs> out so the two of them enter sneak mode and they start approaching the edge of the dalek ship you know kind of like sneakily getting up to it uh-huh while we cut back to the doctor 
who starts walking toward like the main front door of the Dalek ship in full view of the single Dalek that was left behind to guard it. Okay. And this Dalek orders him to stop. He's like, yeah, cool. I came here to surrender. So should I just like give you the Terranium now or inside of your ship or? All right. Interesting. I mean, I will remind our listeners and the doctor that a false surrender is considered a war crime um, <laughs> by the uh, international standards of, I don't know what that is, the, the UN maybe? Yeah, probably. Um, I know this is a fan of the Clone Wars TV series where uh, <laughs> that comes up more than once. So nobody remembered to tell Dave Filoni or George Lucas, apparently. Interesting. The Dalek asks the doctor where his friends are, and he says that they'll come when he calls them. And the Dalek's like, cool, cool, we'll call them and give me the fucking terranium. Yeah, come on. And then Steven, still in sneak mode, sneaks up behind the Dalek and he hits the silent takedown button on his controller. For some reason, I'm just picturing Steven like putting the Dalek in a sleeper hold with like, his <laughs> arm around the, the... You know, Daleks don't really have throats, but the, the right. bottom of the spinny part of the head that moves around. Yeah. So, yeah, what actually happens when you do a silent takedown on a Dalek, since you can't really, like, choke him out like that, uh-huh. is... Darn. <laughs> that you just kind of like scoop some mud off the ground and you slap it onto their eye stock and then they uh, can't see the, the, the old barbara special right so the dalek starts yelling about being blind it starts kind of like randomly firing its film negativizer and steven sarah and the doctor all rush into the dalek spaceship yeah, I hope the, the Dalek doesn't randomly shoot the spaceship when they're trying to steal it. Uh-huh. Well, what it actually seems to be about to randomly shoot is the Dalek search party that's, like, returning to the area. <laughs> and they're, like... <laughs> that works out. Yeah, telling it to stop firing and shit. The party can't get the door of the Dalek ship to close, though, because the vacuum lock reads 2.24 and it won't activate until 5.00. This feels very much like a, a puzzle in a Bioware RPG. <laughs> uh-huh. They've, they've figured out how to like make this vacuum lock number rise, but it's rising too slowly because, as I mentioned, the Dalek Patrol is returning and, you know, it's going to be at the ship soon. So, you know, it's like a one of those limited time puzzles. You've only got like 90 seconds to solve it before the enemies arrive. Hate those. Mm-hmm. The doctor tells Kingdom to feed in the extra energy. So apparently she does. Cool. And whatever that means. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the GM's like, uh, Cool, yeah, that works. Extra energy, cool. <laughs> and as the Daleks outside, actually the GM's probably like, 
you know, probably made him roll for it. And I'm sure, you know, they rolled well and everything. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you roll well, then of course it's going to work. Uh-huh. The Daleks outside are getting into attack formation and they are preparing to board the ship and exterminate the PCs. Excellent. But the vacuum lock reaches 500 and the door closes just in time and they are able to launch the ship. Nice. Loading 9-2, red, blue, blue, let's charge. These, uh, there's something about these, like, it's not even techno babble, but some kind of communications babble, spaceship flight type dialogue. Something that reminds me of, like, little kids pretending that they're flying <laughs> a spaceship and just saying gibberish at each uh -huh. other while they, you know, flip switches or yeah. imaginary switches. Just or like numbers and colors. That's yes. all you need. Yes. We cut back to the Dalek control center where the black Dalek is arguing with Mavic Chen about whose fault this whole situation is. <laughs> Excellent. Uh -huh. a an important pastime on your villain. <laughs> Chen's like, look, dude, it was too dangerous to have the fugitives on Earth. So I sent them to Myra, which is closer to Kemble, where you should be able to, like, recover the terranium pretty easily. Still taking credit for that, even though he had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. The Black Dalek is like, but recovering the terranium was your job. A valid point. Yeah. Chen's just like, it was stolen from your conference center to begin with, so that kind of makes all of this your fault. A bold claim. <laughs> um, we'll see how that works out for him. <laughs> just then, another Dalek shows up and reports to the Black Dalek that the fugitives have stolen the Dalek pursuit ship <laughs> and that the Dalek crew of that ship is now stranded on Myra and under attack from the invisible creatures there. Excellent. Also, I'll bet you we should send reinforcements now, don't you? <laughs> the Black Dalek does decide to send a rescue ship. That's nice of him. Honestly, uh -huh. I didn't expect it. Yeah, I kind of was a little bit surprised by that. So he'd be like, all right, cool. I guess that the Visians are just going to kill those fools. Maybe it it wants to, failures. to kill them itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. There that you could go. be rescue them a quick death. bring them back to Kemble and then like execute them. Yes. Exterminate them. Of course. It also decides that it's going to take personal control of the whole Recover the Terranium Core mission. Yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder why he didn't do that from the beginning, <laughs> but okay. Uh-huh. The Black Dalek insists, or tries to insist to Mavic Chen that everything is still totally cool, totally under control, and it's totally not an emergency that a Dalek ship has been stolen. 
<laughs> I don't know why he need, feels the need to convince me, Victor. Oh, I guess I guess I should use it pronouns for the Daleks, right? Like I I don't know how we've been doing it. Um, yeah, I think well, I've, I think I've probably used it. both. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it feels the need to convince Mavic Chen because, like, you don't need to impress him. You're planning on killing him anyway, and you just yeah, been kind of using him. So uh, I guess Daleks just don't like feeling dumb, though, which and is understandable. If the Black Dalek is taking personal control of the recovering the Terranium mission, then, like, what's Mavic Chen even for anyway? Yeah. I mean, if I were Mavic Chen, I'd take the opportunity to GTFO, but uh, uh-huh. we'll see. They may believe that they have successfully escaped from us, but we, the Daleks, are still in command. Very cool. You're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. If you enjoy our show, please leave us a five-star review and tell a friend. We appreciate you, listener. You can reach us by tweeting at Dr. Watcher or emailing thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com. And now, back to the episode. On the Dalek ship, we actually now get to learn the doctor's plan, which is to make an exact copy of the Terranium core that's close enough to the real thing to fool the Daleks, but won't actually function to, like, power their super weapon. All right. So they're going to make that out of, what, paper mache? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Some nice model paint. Yeah. Steven wonders whether it can be done, and now Sarah assures him that the doctor's totally got it. <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do enjoy all this optimism and faith in the doctor. <laughs> uh huh. Everyone kind of feels the ship move at this point, though. So they check the controls, and they realize that. They've changed course and are now headed back to Kemble. So it seems that the ship is actually still under Dalek control. Meanwhile, uh, Nielsen or whatever his name was floats by, donks against the, the <laughs> windscreen and says, See, I told you you'd feel it if the ship changed direction. <laughs> and uh-huh. floats off. Stephen notices this, like, metal box of electronics or whatever that's kind of like attached under one of the control panels cool and he's like oh clearly this is the thing and he just like rips the box off the panel okay well uh (laughs) man of action not necessarily man of uh electronics Uh or Software debugging. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he was right because they do get control of the ship back. This does seem to fix things. Excellent. Sarah thinks that this method of like just ripping the box off was pretty drastic. But he's like, Sarah, the technology of my age may be hundreds of years behind yours and the doctor's, but there are still some things I can handle. 
<laughs> like just grabbing this box and tearing it off the <laughs> instrument panel. Uh huh. The Daleks at the control center don't like this, of course. They've realized that they've lost control of the ship. So they activate the magnetized beam to just like grab the ship and pull it back to Kemble. Cool. It's going to take some time, of course, for the beam to reach the ship. Of course. I mean, it's traveling at the speed of magnets. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Back on the Dalek ship, everyone agrees that the doctor's paper mache copy of the Terranium looks really good. He did a great job on it. (laughs) But they still need to figure out, like how to charge it up so it's like fully indistinguishable from the terranium which kind of mm-hmm. glows i guess oh that's cool steven suggests using the gravity force from the ship's power center but the doctor's like too primitive my boy too primitive and far too dangerous that means the doctor either doesn't know how to do it or doesn't understand the suggestion <laughs> Sarah tells Stephen that this was abandoned as a power source like centuries ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He says that his time still used it. And she's like, Oh, yes, and the Romans used treadmills. Did they? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I guess I'll take the word for it. I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought it was a pretty good drag. Yeah, yeah. The magnetization beam reaches the ship and it starts pulling them back to Kemble, which, of course, is also going to take some time. Cool. Sarah and the doctor start working on trying to figure out how to break the beam. And Stephen decides to give his gravity force theory a try. Very cool. The GM is like, dude, the complication range on that one's going to be like five... Maybe six. (laughs) (laughs) Steven gets all of his dice together. He says, Let's see about those treadmills. And. Oh, I I like this banter going back and forth. They're continuing it. Uh huh. I I, I think, Kyle, I think the time has come. (laughs) What are we thinking here? Uh. Steve-ra? Sir. Sirivan. What was Stephen's last name? Taylor. So, uh, Kingler. Kingler. Yeah. Isn't there a Pokemon named Kingler? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a king crab type of thing. Uh, I I don't know my Pokemon, but sure. I I I vaguely have it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, Kingler. That's not bad. Yeah, I kind of like that actually. So Stephen rolls his dice, and it's a success with complications. Yeah, we had a feeling when you yeah. were talking about the complication range. So the success is that he does plug the terranium copy into the ship's gravity force, uh-huh. and it did charge it, and it oh, now good. does look just like the real terranium. But okay. the complication is that Stephen is knocked unconscious. <laughs> by what? <laughs> the, by the gravity force, I guess. 
Oh, I guess it's a dangerous power source after all. Yeah. We cut over to the Dalek control center where it seems that the magnetization beam has successfully dragged the ship back to Kemble. Wow, that was quick. Uh Uh-huh. They are in the atmosphere. It is slowing them down for a landing. Mavic Chen is trying to convince the Black Dalek to let him take the fugitives back to Earth for a trial. Like, after the Daleks get the Terranium back, of course. Mm -hmm. But the Black Dalek wants to just, like, go right ahead and exterminate them. No need to delay. Yeah, I... I don't know what the point of the trial would be from the Daleks' point of view. Yeah. And I guess Mavic Chen needs a scapegoat for all the, that's been going on because the stuff that was going on on Earth probably generated some paperwork and aroused some suspicion among the, the security forces and stuff. So. Yeah, he mentions that like there were people who knew that they got teleported to Myra basically. And so like Mm -hmm. they might wonder what happened and they might find out about the Daleks and black Daleks just like, I don't give a fuck deal with it. Nice. So yeah, they discuss it. And in the end, Chen ends up letting the Daleks just keep the fugitives. Um, Of course, this is all like the pre-discussion, the ship is like still landing. So Chen and the Black Dalek both head out to basically the landing pad where the ship is due to arrive. Speaking of ship, are we thinking Chak Dalek? Mavek? Mavalek? <laughs> Mayvak Dalek. Blavik Chen. Blavik Da Chen. Blavik Chalek. These are all terrible. I, I, I hope, I hope this is, we don't have any more. Well, we probably will have more opportunities for this. We just won't use the ship name. Yeah. The ship is terrible and so is the ship name. <laughs> On the spaceship... The doctor says that they'll be landing in about five minutes. Stephen seems to have regained his consciousness. Seems to, huh? He's not really, like, moving or speaking at all, but he's kind of, like, you know, sitting up with his eyes open. Interesting. Apparently, they can't touch him. He's got a force field surrounding him. Okay. (laughs) The doctor asks Sarah for the fake Terranium. She hands it to him. He starts telling Stephen that he has something very important for him to listen to. And like, does he understand, etc., etc. And apparently Stephen does manage to blink his eyes in acknowledgement. Oh boy, he's, he's some kind of messed up. We, of course, don't get to know what the important thing he says to Stephen is because we cut back outside to Mavic Chen and the Black Dalek 
who are like chatting Making basically. Up. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the ship lands. I think we get, you know, in classic Doctor Who style, and especially given that this is a reconstruction, we get just the reaction shot of Chen and the Black Dalek as the ship lands. I guess the folks at Loose Cannon didn't feel like getting creative with the CG <laughs> and giving us a shot of the, the ship landing. Uh-huh. How how would one, sorry, I was still thinking about uh, Mavic Chen and the Black Dalek making out, and like, how would somebody make out with a Dalek? I'm just, I'm just picturing somebody, like, smooching its eye stock, but you're just, like, kissing yeah, it on the eye, then. Know. That seems would, a little that'd weird. That'd be kind of weird. Like, maybe the gun stock? That Ew, seems kind of weird. That's, that's, that's getting kinky. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't right, know if right, the you plunger know stock I, I'm sorry is I brought better. this up, and I think, we should, I think we should just move on with the episode. <laughs> so Mavic Chen and the Black Dalek are basically just like chatting while a ship lands. And we cut back into the ship. I guess we basically cut away like just so... We wouldn't hear what the doctor says to Stephen. Uh-huh. And Stephen is now on his feet. He's holding the fake terranium, and he's walking, like, kind of slowly and dazedly toward the main door of the ship. Okay. Well, I'm curious as to why Stephen has to be the one to do this, but all right. Sarah doesn't think this I guess is if it's powered by gravity power <laughs> and, and he's already under its influence. Maybe yeah. we're just cutting our losses here. <laughs> Sarah doesn't think this is going to work, but the doctor reminds her that it's basically their only chance. And he says that he'll do all the talking. <laughs> well, uh, Give him, give him the opportunity, and that'll always be the plan. <laughs> uh-huh. As soon as the three of them leave the Dalek ship, the black Dalek outside starts demanding the Terranium, of course. Uh-huh. But the doctor says that he'll only give it back to them if they do it, like, standing in front of the TARDIS, basically. Interesting. The Black Dalek doesn't really want to agree to this, but Mavic Chen's like, dude, what's the big deal? You're going to get the Terranium back. And he basically talks the Black Dalek into agreeing. <laughs> Thanks for the assist there, Mavic Chen. <laughs> uh-huh. So they all start heading off toward the TARDIS. Chen recognizes Kingdom, and she calls him a traitor. Nice. And she's right. Yeah, totally. They get to the TARDIS, and the Doctor gives Sarah Kingdom the TARDIS key. He tells her to open the door, which, as far as I remembered from the last time we saw the TARDIS, like, it was left open. Like, we saw some Daleks kind of driving around it, and the door was open, and it was abandoned. So, like, the Daleks should have been, like, partying in the TARDIS, and, you know, there should have been, like, the native animal species of Kemble having moved in, <laughs> and... There's just little nests inside. Yeah, it should be trashed, but... 
Apparently the door got closed at some point and everything's fine. Well, it's been several episodes and this is before the days of reruns. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so uh, I think they felt, felt like they could get away with it. Yeah, that's fair. The doctor tells the Black Dalek that Stephen will hand over the Terranium after the doctor and Sarah are inside the TARDIS. And the Black Dalek's just like, fine, whatever. <laughs> so the doctor and Sarah head into the TARDIS and Stephen, who still is like pretty out of it, hands over the fake Terranium. Chen like opens it up and looks at it. He thinks it all looks good. And Stephen is, you know, he like turned around and is heading into the TARDIS when the Black Dalek orders him to be exterminated. And they, the Daleks fire the film negativizers, but the force field protects him. And he gets into the TARDIS and the TARDIS leaves. Nice. The Daleks are like, what the fuck? Humans can't survive the film negativizer. Uh-huh. Well, valid. Valid reaction. Uh-huh. Chen's like, it doesn't fucking matter. We got the fucking Terranium back. The universe will be ours! Nice. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> uh, also, I like that the only time that we've managed to get force fields for our heroes so far, it was completely by accident. Yeah, totally. Worked out, though. We cut to the t- TARDIS control room for the first time in several episodes. Uh, we're back. It feels like home. Uh-huh, totally. Steven seems like he's completely back to normal. The Doctor and Sarah kind of tag team explain that he was encased in a force field of gravity force and reliance power. Oh, gravity force and reliance power. Well, no wonder he was so out of it. Yeah, they did mention the reliance power earlier, but apparently that's part of the <laughs> the power source of the Dalek ship, I guess. Mm, I see. This force field of gravity force and reliance power must have been destroyed by the Dalek's film negativizer, and he's lucky that they didn't fire a second time. <laughs> Very convenient to the plot as well. Uh-huh. Well, we don't have to uh, explain, you know, what's going on with that force field on him, but also we had enough of a force field on him to save him from the film negativizers. Right. And I guess the force field was also, like, why he was he was all out of it. Yeah. That's, well, like, part of the side effects of the force field, I guess. I'll do that to you. Uh-huh. He thinks that they should keep experimenting with the gravity force power. Maybe it could like <laughs> be a good thing to protect them from the Daleks. But the doctor says that it's way too dangerous. Oh, no, no. You listen to me, young man. I warned you it was dangerous before you tried it. I'd have killed yourself and blown up the spaceship. Then where would we all be? Hmm? And the writers don't want to have to explain why we are or are not using this technology <laughs> In every episode from here on out. Uh-huh. The Doctor basically pulls the my ship, my rules. If you don't like it, you can take a hike card. Mm-hmm. And also, the Doctor always gets to pick the radio station. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Doctor, like, 
music from the 1930s gets kind of old after a while. (laughs) At least his granddaughter had better taste. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't mind listening to Beatles and stuff. (laughs) I am aware. (laughs) (laughs) So he and Stephen are arguing when Sarah notices that the TARDIS has landed. But landed where? Yeah, two... The Doctor and Stephen's credit, their argument, like, immediately ends, and they both go, like, straight into adventure mode. Okay, good. The scanner of the TARDIS doesn't seem to be working, so they can't see what's happening outside. They're going to have to, like, check up on the whole scanner circuit in order to figure out what's wrong and repair it. <laughs> yeah, chase off the the nest of woodchucks right. or whatever that's living in it. Yeah, find out how many wires they they chucked through. <laughs> yeah, Stephen's about to just like head outside and start investigating the scanner circuitry, but the doctor stops him. You see those tiles? Now, do you know what that means? If either of you went outside, it would be extremely dangerous. The whole atmosphere is entirely poisonous. Yeah, dude, like there's a reason we have a scanner. (laughs) Uh It's that we don't have to go outside. So if you're going outside without scanning to to check on the scanner, it sort of defeats the whole purpose. Look at the gauges first, at least. Yes, if you can't check the scanner, at least look at the gauges. Dalek Carl will be so disappointed (laughs) in you. And as the doctor says that, the words next episode, The Feast of Stephen, appear on screen. Interesting. Well, uh... We've got a character named Steven. Um, wonder if good King Wenceslas is going to be involved. <laughs> yeah. IDK. <laughs> Either that or it's going to be a, a grim and gruesome dinner. I, I guess you may have to explain that one to me. Oh, I'm oh, thinking what of... if you're feasting on Steven? Yeah, some aliens feasting on Steven, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Get a little cannibalism in your 1960s <laughs> British children's <laughs> sci-fi show. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, they they may have lost the It's a Kid Show memo again. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Dennis. Let's see what Dennis does with it. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was an okay episode. Um, I feel like not, not quite as much happened in that one as some previous ones, but... Yeah, we had a we had a little force field, and that was kind of fun. Gravitational force and whatnot. And we're back on the TARDIS now. And we got the TARDIS back, yes. Which means that Sarah, who has now actually gone on a trip in the TARDIS, is more of a of a companion than her brother uh, Brett ever right. was. Yeah, Brett was on the TARDIS, but he never traveled on the TARDIS, which yeah. Sarah now has. I mean, pour one out, and uh, not to speak ill of the dead, but your your sis there has got one over on you now. 
Yeah, and you know, she didn't have to get strapped into the the magic chair that doesn't actually That's use true. straps, you're just stuck to it. That's true. Well cool. Alright. Um yeah, that was a that was a pretty good episode. Fairly fairly entertaining, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Did you have any other notes you wanted to share? No, I think that was basically all I had about that one. Well, in that case, we'd like to thank Circuits23 for the awesome theme song that he made for us. You can check out his album Men's Vermis on Bandcamp and his other music on SoundCloud. And you can email him at circuits.23 at gmail.com. Thank you, Kyle, for watching Doctor Who and telling me all about it. Indeed, and thank you, Benny, for listening to me talk all about Doctor Who. And thank you, listeners, for listening to me, listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, I, I like how now we've started doing these live, and I've just sort of been doing them the same way every time. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to email us, you can reach us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or tweet us at doctorwatcher. And don't forget to share with friends rate our podcast and write us a little review especially on apple podcasts um we always appreciate it listeners indeed they say it's good for the algorithm and stuff to write reviews gotta keep the algorithm happy yep honestly though i think probably telling your friends is the best way for us to get new listeners but but still still do rates and reviews too Honestly, if you like this show enough to actually tell another human being that they'll enjoy it, like, there, there is no higher compliment than that. So, yeah, yeah. Thank like, you. It, jokes and bits aside, like, that's totally true. All right, well, listeners, we will see you in two weeks um, to find out what happens next. Bye. Bye. to accuse me, Marvick Chen, of incompetence. A Dalek pursuit ship stolen? It is not. Really? It is not an emergency. No. More like a catastrophe. They may believe that they have successfully escaped from us, but we...